0: There's so much talk among some Christians today about shaping our society according to Christian values. Yet, whenever the values in the Jesus story are mentioned, these same Christians, they label these values as socialist or Marxist. Welcome to episode 488. My name is Herb Montgomery, and our title this week is Equality, Generosity, and Concern for Workers' needs our reading is from the gospel of matthew it's matthew let me see here 20 verses 1 through 16, a rather long passage this week. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. And he went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, "'Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing?' Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owners of the vineyard said to the foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. Then the workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those who came who were hired first They expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. Then, when they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Did you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who is hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Uh, So this week, I can't express in words how much I love... Uh, this parable, and and I have my own history with this story. I was first introduced to its its depth and 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 its potential years ago when I read John Ruskin's "Unto the Last." It's an essay that he published in 1860, and Ruskin he he lifts this parable out of religious interpretations created by privileged property and powerful religious apologists and, and these were the apologists who di- whose attempt was to divert readers i believe the readers attention from how uh, they benefited from an inequitable economic system in, in harmony with Jesus' ministry and in, in the tradition of the standing in the firmly in the wake in the tradition of the jewish prophets ruskin also treated this parable by addressing its social and it's it's economic implications. So let's unpack some of those implications just a little bit this week. Religious interpretations typically uh, they circle around themes from individuals getting a ticket to the to the same heaven, even though they made a deathbed conversion to uh, 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 po- uh, populations. Uh, converting late to Christianity and traditionally the 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 second one is has been found uh, a foundational theme uh, of colonialism and yet Jesus didn't show up in his society remember solely as a religious teacher or some spiritual guru he didn't even show up as a priest within the temple state of his day as John the Baptist family did Anyone who reads the Jesus story alongside the tradition of the Hebrew prophets, they'll immediately see that Jesus, once again, was standing in the Hebrew prophetic justice tradition. And the Hebrew prophetic justice tradition, you can cross-reference this with uh, the words in Luke, Luke 4, 18-19. There, there are ever-present, ever-strong, social and economic justice themes there. And I'm going to give you just a few uh, as an example this week in isaiah 117 it says learn to do right seek justice Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Those are social justice concerns. Jeremiah 5.28 And have grown fat and sleek. Their evil deeds have no limit. They do not seek justice. They do not promote the case of the fatherless. They do not defend the just cause of the poor. Amos 2.7 They trample on the heads of the poor. As on the dust of the ground. They deny justice to the oppressed. Impressed. Amos five twenty four, uh, let justice roll on like a river and righteousness like a never failing stream. And lastly, Micah uh, three verse one says, "Then I said, Listen, you leaders of Jacob, you rulers of Israel, should you not embrace justice?" You can also look up Isaiah ten verse two, Isaiah fifty six one, Isaiah fifty nine verses four and eight. Ezekiel 34.16, Hosea 12.6, Habakkuk 1, 1.4, uh, Zechariah 7.9, and uh, Malachi 3.5. And, and this is just a quick cursory overview of the prophets. If we read Jesus in this prophetic tradition, in the context of this prophetic tradition, we begin to see that this parable this week it has precious little to do with getting to heaven and a lot to do with shaping our present world into a just compassionate safe home for everyone and there are three themes that surface three three values that i believe have the power to inform how we shape the present world that we're all sharing so first the first theme the first value is that there's a desire for equality as the grumbling workers from Um, earliest in the day they rightly say of the one who hired them you've made them equal to us for the first to be the last and the last to be the first here it doesn't mean that they simply trade places trading places would only flip uh the the hegemony upside down it would replace the present hierarchy with a with a new one but in this parable the first shall be last and the last shall be first. It means that all are treated equally with no distinction between those who showed up first and those who showed up last. The equality theme is not only in here in the Jesus story. It's also a prevalent economic teachings of the Torah and even of Christian scriptures in in uh, uh, Exodus 16, 16 through 18, it says, uh, this is what the Lord has commanded. And this talk about the manna story. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person that you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some gathered little. And th- when they measured it by the omer, The one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little didn't have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. In 2 Corinthians 8.13, we read our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed, but that there might be equality. At the present time, your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn their plenty will supply what you need. The goal is equality. And in Acts 4, 32-34, uh, actually, it says all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that there were no needy persons among them. The second theme in this parable is generosity. Remember the landowner uh, asks the question, are you envious uh, because I am generous? What if our guiding value was not seeing how much we could amass, but generously sharing instead? What if we took responsibility for each other, making sure that everyone had enough, not, not just simply to survive, but, but to thrive? In our present system, there's an elite few that have more than they could ever possibly need, while others, they daily fight against an, an early death named Poverty. Our society's problem is not those on welfare. It's a, our problem is that we live in a system that creates such an expanse between winners and losers, that welfare is even needed. As Gustavo Gutierrez rightly stated in his uh, uh, work, The Power of the Poor in History, uh, Gutierrez writes, The poor person does not exist as an inescapable fact of destiny. His or her existence is is not politically neutral, and it's not ethically innocent. The poor are a byproduct of the system in which we live and for which we are responsible. They are marginalized by our social and cultural world. They are the oppressed, exploited proletariat, robbed of the fruit of their labor, despoiled of their humanity. Hence, the poverty of the poor is not a call to generous relief action, but a demand that we go and build a different social order. So, it's, it, it's this social order that's based on a spirit of generosity that would make Generous release, uh, relief efforts obsolete, no longer even necessary. And again, it's rooted in a posture of generosity uh, rather than uh, a posture of hoarding. And And, and thirdly, and the last theme is concerns for workers' needs. And although some of the workers were were not hired by anyone until the last hour of the day, remember it says, why well, have been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. The, the, they all still had the same daily needs, regardless of how long they worked. They may have had families that depended on what they brought home that day. The landowner in this story is not concerned with how many hours they worked, but with using his land to provide for the needs of as many as could be provided for. And the foundational concern here, remember, the priority of highest value, it's it's ensuring that these work, workers have their needs met. And certainly, the landowner, he stood to gain from their employment. And, and I'm not denying that, but he was not focused on how much he could squeeze out of them so that he could become even wealthier. Each worker received a day's wages. And I already hear some friends objecting that if we had a system like this, there would be people who would take advantage of it. And my my answer, honestly, is, and? I mean, our current system has people who take advantage of it. Those at the center and the top of our society in our present system, it's the, the, the wealthy that take advantage of loopholes to increase their their passive wealth. And rarely does this social and economic class hear the New Testament words, those who don't work don't eat. Rarely do the wealthy hear those words applied to them. These words are usually weaponized instead against poor people who are accused of laziness or expected to explain or justify their poverty. We should instead understand the root cause of their economic system to be a system that's stacked against them. And to be clear, there are lazy people, and yet there are lazy people in all classes. Lazy people can thrive if they know how to work whichever level of the system that they find themselves in if they if they game the system the theme in our reading is not how hard or how long a person works the theme is how to take care of the needs of the laborers the priority is not how far can we squeeze workers to enrich their employer with exploited labor the the priority is a combination of, again, equality, generosity, and lastly, concern for the needs of the workers. So what might our present economic system look like if... These three themes governed us today. There's so much talk among some Christians today about shaping our society according to Christian values. Yet, whenever the values in the Jesus story are mentioned, such as equality, generosity, and concern for workers, these same Christians... They label these values as socialist or Marxist. What if equality, generosity, wealth sharing, concern for the needs of the workers, what if those actually are the way of Jesus? Heart group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what shift in priorities do you perceive in our parable from this week's reading and share and discuss that with your group and then number three what can you do this week big or small either one doesn't matter to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe compassionate just home for everyone Thanks for checking in with us today. I want to say a special thank you to all of our supporters out there. If you'd like to join them in supporting Renewed Heart Ministries' work, you can do so by going to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and clicking Donate. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platforms for our our daily posts. And also, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take a moment this week to leave us a positive review. This helps others find this podcast as well. Uh, Remember, we're partnering in a new weekly YouTube show called Just Talking each week. Uh, Todd, Leonard, and I will be talking about the Gospel Lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We'll be talking about each reading in the context of love and inclusion and societal justice. And our hope is that our talking will be just, as in justice, but that also something in our conversation, our brief conversation each week will inspire you alongside of us to to do more than just talking. So if you teach from the lectionary each week or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, check it out. You might like it. You can find Just Talking each week on uh, youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd Just Talking. Please take a moment there to like, subscribe, hit the notification button. Leave us a comment. Let us know you were there. If you'd like to reach us here at Renewed Heart Ministries through email, you can reach us at info at RenewedHeartMinistries.com. And lastly, my new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels is now also available at RenewedHeartMinistries.com. Right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week.